Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 10th of August and as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to you can pause the powerpoint slide here and read the disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast you can head on over to our website and read the disclaimer there all right well a little bit of a higgledy piggledy night last night in the u.s and commodities getting a bit whacked which is not going to help our market today however we have the Dow Jones down 107 points or 0.3 of a percent. 35,102. The scores on the doors there. The NASDAQ rising 24 points, 14,860, up 0.16%. And the SP 500, as usual, in the middle for diddle, down 0.09%. Pretty much unchanged, down four points. 4432. We did see a tick up in the VIX. As you would expect, up 3.5%. Spy Futures pointing to an open of 25 points to the good. That will be interesting to see if it does come to fruition. It's all about results, though. It is all about earnings as we are starting to really get into it now. And we've had a number of companies drop this morning, including Challenger, uh, James Hardy, Reckon as well. So uh, the will be all about results but unfortunately last night commodities suck we had uh, oil for brent crude down 2.3 percent dollar 66 this comes after the aramco numbers at the weekend and also worries that growth or global growth is going to be stymied by the delta variant same applied really to the dow in terms of why that fell and that growth starting to be questioned also we have seen the U.S. Treasury market picked back up and it's now back to around 1.3% after those job numbers on Friday and people questioning why the Fed has to have emergency settings for interest rates when clearly the U.S. economy has rebounded massively and with 5.4% unemployment you might well ask why we have emergency rate settings. So all the talk is shuffling now towards Jackson Hole and the September FOMC. And that really has affected commodities. That slowdown that people are seeing potentially in global growth because of the vaccine uh, rollout and the Delta variant taking a bit of a hold uh, is affecting commodity prices. But equally on the same side, on the other side of the coin more like, Uh, we have seen that U.S. Treasury rate push higher as the U.S. economy bounces. So it's a confusing picture at the moment. Gold fell 2.1%, $36.60 to $17.26.50. We did see some of this fall in the gold price yesterday uh, from the Friday night close. So we will see more selling in the gold stocks. It does feel a bit like stop-loss selling and uh, some uh, stops being triggered and margin calls perhaps, but not a good look. In other commodities, we had copper down 1.1. Nickel got slammed down 3.1%. Aluminium down 0.8%. Zinc down half a percent. Lead down 0.7%. And tin down 0.22%. Some people ask for the lithium price, which has perked up recently. 92500 there one as opposed to around 89,000 when it was last set so it's not the most liquid 
of pricing mechanisms, but it is up. So that's at least some joy for those that are holding lithium stocks. Iron ore unchanged, 171.20. The Aussie dollar, 73.30. So at least there is some cushioning with the Aussie dollar weakness at the moment, and I would expect to see more weakness in the Aussie dollar in days to come as those commodities continue to come under pressure. As far as the S&P 500 goes, it was a bit of a meandery kind of day last night, <clears throat> closing down four points or pretty much unchanged there. Well off the highs, but also somewhat off the lows, but it was very much a market that still is grappling whether the inflation numbers are transitory, whether interest rates should be going up, how the Delta variant is affecting global growth and the outlook for the US economy, which looks pretty good at the moment. In terms of major stories around last night from the US and overseas, we had uh, that uh, stimulus and virus concern certainly is hurting the US market at the moment. Oil has fallen to a three-week low, and China is punishing dozens of officials as the Delta outbreak spread. China is very much locking down the country again. We are seeing grains, soybeans tumble, as spreading virus fuels demand concerns, and the COVID zero strategy that China is adopting could leave it isolated for years. I know the feeling it's a policy that Australia has been pursuing as well. Goldman slashes China growth forecasts on Delta virus outbreak, and the US Senate inches closer towards a $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill after delays. So um, that continues. And China's July factory growth accelerates, adding to business and broad economic pressures. As far as our market goes today, we've got the National Australia Bank Business Survey, confidence and confidence, uh, conditions and confidence for July. We also have the New Zealand credit card spending for retail in July. Can't wait for that one. That's going to be closely watched, that's for sure. James Hardy profit out uh, this morning, net profit up 1191% to 121.4 million. And we also had Challenger out as well at the bottom end of guidance of 396. Guidance was 390 to 430. Interestingly, the lithium story continues. Novanix has secured a partnership, a strategic partnership, I guess you could say, with the Philips 66 company. It has taken a 16% stake in Novanix. Philips 66 is a coking coal company which was spun out of one of the big US majors. It does have a massive market cap, so it's a serious player, and it gives a big tick of approval to Novanix, so that should go down pretty well with investors. SG Lotteries, which is planning an IPO, could be worth between 11 and 14 billion, according to the newspapers this morning. And it's sending a strong signal about the Tabcorp D merger plan. Don't forget that plan is to split the company into the wagering and the lotto and the kino business. So basically tearing Humpty apart, having put Humpty together with Tabcorp and Tats, they're now separating the two. So that's worked out really well. 360, Life 360 is continuing its strategic review and one of the options available to it, and it looks like becoming more and more of the default option for them, is to move their listing to the US where they feel they will be amply rewarded with a much higher valuation. Uh, there probably will be a dual listing, but certainly that will be uh, something to try and push the share price higher. In overseas markets, we had Rio down uh, 
Rio rather up 0.7, BHP down 0.2, and Square, Huey Lewis and the News, it's hip to be Square, up 1.7%, so that will have a direct impact on Afterpay. Bitcoin having a good rally, up 46,000 US dollars, and I just saw Gene Simmons from KISS being interviewed on CNBC about his view on Bitcoin. Tesla up 2.1%, Alphabet up 0.7%, and Facebook down half a percent in the US. And the 10-year yields, we got the US at 1.32, Australia at 1.20, so expect to see that creep up back towards the US level. Germany down 0.46, oil falling to a three-week low, gold at a four-month low, silver at a multi-month low as well. And a gentleman by the name of Matt Berriman, who had a very successful business in the tech sector, is on the hunt for tech acquisitions in Australia. He's just been part of a US SPAC listing, Tailwind it's called, and he's raised around a billion dollars and looking at acquisitions in Australia. CBA has announced it will not charge its merchants to be able to accept Klarna until after the summer season. And EMV, EM Visions, has assembled its first game-changing brain scanner for hospitals. Sounds a bit sci-fi. I did do a podcast with the CEO of EMV a few weeks ago, Scott Kirkland, lovely man, and they look as if they've assembled their first scanner that will be used in hospitals to analyse stroke and brain injury victims on the spot and much quicker than uh, presently and of course probably much cheaper as well. And Macquarie Group diving back into the water industry in the UK. They've bought a one billion dollar pound a one billion pound stake in a company called Southern Water in the UK, which I know very well from my youth as they used to supply our water. They recently sold out of Thames Water which is the London Basin Water, but Southern Water in the UK has been their next target. So an interesting move from them, but certainly they did very well out of Thames Water over the years. Question of the day today, is it time to get out of commodity stocks? Simple question, but commodity has very much been on the nose in the last couple of days. Is this a blip or is this a trend? Is global growth waning? Certainly some issues with China, and that has been the engine of global growth. And as the coronavirus reappears in China and more draconian lockdowns happen, uh, that is obviously slowing their economy. So is it time to get out of commodity stocks? Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights over there. As usual, it's a fantastic group. Members helping members is the motto there. And there's three and a half thousand of you helping each other and with a little input from myself, uh, keeping things uh, moderated and on track. But thanks very much once again. Have a great day and let's stay safe out there.